Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Toward the end zone. It is. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Pass is caught. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. If you're listening live on the FNTSY app, of course, on iHeartRadio, on demand, wherever you listen to your podcast. Really appreciate all of you guys listening and all the downloads, too. Some really strong downloads, especially since uh, Joe joined the show. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> there, there you oh, go. Oh man, threw a little really love out me up. Yeah, I yeah. I wanted to. I, I built you up and tear you down, just like That's the balls do, in man. the face. That's what we yeah. do. <laughs> All right. So uh, the the NFL opens up tonight. Joe and I are going to have a little trust our bust coming up in the next segment of the show. We'll talk college football with John Lobb. He had some good picks last week. We'll see if he can do it again this week. And we'll go through some player props in tonight's game. Uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which I have pulled up here now, although I can't do anything with it because I live in Florida, but I'll give you some opinions on there. Maybe Joe will as well. Uh, okay, so a uh, Thursday night NFL. We're going back here historically, Joe, to 2002, which is when they first started doing this. If you remember in the past, Thursday night football has been around for a while, but they weren't opening up the season on Thursday night. I, be- I believe it was 2002 when NBC got their broadcast rights back and they gave them an unbelievable deal, which was uh, opening night on Thursday, of course, the best game of the week, Sunday. And then all of a sudden in 2005, I think they said, OK, you know what? You can even pick the games you want on Sunday night. Uh, halfway through the season, you can flex out of those games. And of course, they do get some playoff games and they get the Super Bowl. So as great as the, co- the TV contracts are with CBS and Fox, and uh, and ESPN on Monday Night Football, which is the worst game of the week, as it turns out every week on uh, on Monday night. Uh, the NBC contact uh, contract is really good. They tend to have the best games every week on Sunday night, and Sunday night kind of took over for Monday night. Uh, but I do have some you know pretty strong memories, Joe, from these Thursday night games, and a lot of them seem to have provided a lot of opportunities for some fantasy owners too over the last fifteen or so years. Yeah, they absolutely have. Uh, the tough thing is, too, if you have somebody who's questionable, you're not sure, and you roll them out there, you know, you, you kind of uh, behind the eight ball if you just kind of sit like Trey Burton, you know, this this week, who you're still not sure if he's healthy, even if he did get in there. That's a concern because, you know, you have to wait, and, you know, somebody's locked in your lineup then. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Sunday night football is terrific. And the fact that they can flex those games later on the year, it's like having extra playoff games. It's so much fun to watch because, let's face it, 
we're busy, especially as parents. You know, Sundays are busy. You got family stuff. Who's got soccer? Who's got basketball? Who's got dance? Who's got what? So it's great to be able to have that. Everybody's like hanging around. You know, you're by the Christmas tree, whatever. By the time you know December rolls around, you're watching football, and um, it's fun. And I, I am I'm a big fan of the Thursday night kicking off. I'm still. I don't know. I'm mixed about Thursday night football, just generally speaking. I still like the I think it did kill Monday night football, to be honest with you. I agree. I I think that's that was the biggest thing. And you know what? Bad job by ESPN having an opportunity to remake that broadcast booth again after some real negativity last year. And they basically just didn't. So they're not helping themselves with the broadcast. Make the broadcast. Who's doing Monday night? I forget. It's book. It's just Booger in the uh, in the main person from last year that's it they didn't replace boger mcfarlane they just moved him into the booth and instead of wait a second is jason witten playing this year yeah yeah has he been drafted in any i don't think he got no. drafted in any no. fantasy he's, he's he's on the cowboys wow <laughs> i you know i completely forgot about that I, you know yeah. what i've done four or five leagues i haven't seen his name once now he's on the free agent wire that's what <laughs> it's because nobody wants why, why did he come back uh, why do you come back? I guess he couldn't stand to talk to Booger McFarlane anymore. I don't that's know. Right. That's strange. What What are your projections for him this year? Um, not high. I Two mean, touchdowns? <laughs> three? Well, you know, it's funny because when he first played with Dak, he was actually a guy that yeah. was like a security blanket. So it wouldn't shock me if he became decent. I just don't know what he's got in the tank. And I didn't get to see a lot of Cowboy preseason this year. So I, I doubt he even played. I yeah, I completely forgot about his name until now. I think yeah. I've done five drafts and, and he has been undrafted in every league that I'm in. I don't think Jar- Jarwin, I think, went in a couple he'll of weeks. He'll have a good week and somebody will pick him up. <laughs> you watch. Like, oh, Jason Witten. I remember his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll give you my first memory of of this i had a lot of people over at my house the now look i i am not a dolphins fan but i do live in south florida so we did we had an opening night party back in 2006 so we're going back here a long time and that was when the dolphins uh signed dante culpepper in free agency over drew Brees, if you remember back then and uh, they played opening night and they got beat really bad by the Steelers. That was the, the, the first game was the beginning of the end for Culpepper. It didn't even last the season. He got hurt. And uh, Nick Saban, by the way, was the coach of the Dolphins at that time. So that was one memory I have, Joe. I don't know if you want to share any of these. Yeah, I'll share a negative one. Uh, a couple of years ago, New England Patriots opening up. Uh, they were raising the banner in 2017 off an incredible Super Bowl where they came back from an incredible deficit. Super exciting. This was great. Oh, the Chiefs, <laughs> that'll be fine. And then Kareem Hunt literally ran amok all over them. It was a disaster. It was a thrashing. They lost 42-27. And that one stuck in, in my mind for, uh, for the last couple of years and probably will for a long time because they kind of ruined a moment. You know, it's funny when you look at these results from 2002 to 2019. I don't know if you're looking at it or not. If you're not, how many road teams have won in this home opener? Not a lot. Nope. Three. Not a lot. Three. No, not a so lot. When, yeah. And I'm looking at that Bears team today. I know a lot of people think that Rodgers can go in there and win. I don't. I think it's going to be the Bears tonight. I really do. Yeah, it would be my pick, too. Um, that game two years ago, a couple of things come to mind for me. First of all, Hurricane Irma hit Florida. I was in a hotel room in Orlando watching that game. And secondly, I don't want to throw this fantasy analyst under the bus, so I'm not going to name him by name here. But a fantasy <laughs> analyst at that time, Uh-oh. the second that the game opened up and Kareem Hunt fumbled, said, I told you he was going to be terrible all season <laughs> long. 20 minutes later, deleted the tweet, and Kareem Hunt went on to be 
top two fantasy. You gotta tell me this name off air because this sounds. I will off air. I will off air. I don't want to do it to him again. Someone I know. We had a huge. We had a huge fight about it over the course of the whole year. He's mellowed a lot since then, but he was like Mr. Super Hot Take guy on every single thing. I told you. I told you. That's how you get clicks and all that stuff. And I was. And I was. And I. And you know what? I just. I don't know. I took it upon myself to to shut them down quite a bit. It's like the fantasy analysts who go and tweet at players. And I'm like, bro, that's they the dumbest care. thing ever. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, don't don't put the player in the tweet. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to actually like talk back at you and make you famous for he's probably if he does pick up your tweet, he's probably going to crap all over you and everyone's going to laugh at you. So just do your analysis, do your work. And, you know, may, maybe you have a little less Twitter followers, but Maybe you'll have ones that actually trust you and believe in you and don't just yeah. follow you because they want to. There's a difference between having like 20,000 followers who really you know, believe in your content and like your brand of whatever you're putting out there as opposed to having 30,000 and people just follow you because they like to make fun of you because that's a big deal. <laughs> I yeah. can tell you there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, real quick before we break the other game that really sticks out, uh, 2013, the Broncos beat the Packers 49 to 27. Peyton Manning threw seven touchdown passes in the year that was one of the best fantasy seasons ever. 55 touchdowns that year for uh, Peyton yeah, Manning. That was a good I remember that one. That was a yeah. good game. All right. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. Coming up next, trust or bust. Don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? 
Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 It is time for Fantasy Football Trust or Bust here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. Not going to include any players in tonight's game, but I do have some kind of random thoughts and random players that I threw into this edition of Trust or Bust. In fact, I even threw a suspended player in just to kind of get a uh, feel for that. So let's get it started. Start off with Dak Prescott. Start off with the quarterback position in fantasy. Prescott, there was reports he wanted all kinds of crazy money to re-sign with the Cowboys. Some people feel, yeah, he deserves it. Some people feel, no, he doesn't. I got to tell you, Joe, he may deserve the money because the quarterback position is so hard to fill in the NFL. But from a fantasy perspective, this is a completely different conversation. In reality, I think you got to pay these quarterbacks that can play anything that they want or else you're going to end up with Ryan Tannehill. Beyond that, I would say from a fantasy perspective, he doesn't cut it as a top five or maybe even top 10 guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe another great year for Prescott is coming. What do you think, Joe? Well, you're right. It is definitely something different depending on how you're analyzing him, whether it be a real quarterback, fantasy quarterback, whatever that situation might be. I look at Dak as still a useful QB too, and I play a lot of super flex to quarterback situations. So he's useful as long as he is limiting the turnovers. Uh, what was good about Dak in his first year was the 23 touchdowns and just four picks. What was bad about him last year was the 13 interceptions, the inefficiencies there that started to show. And you can call it a sophomore slump. You can call it whatever. I think you're right. He will get paid because you want to have at least a capable quarterback. And if you have a great running back, capable quarterback, and a good defense, you can certainly make a run. Uh, and I think that's what you're looking at. Now, Dak is also a quarterback that can use his legs a little bit, and yeah. that's what you're also looking for. And I think when you're talking about fantasy quarterbacks, that's an important thing to keep in mind when you're evaluating him. So uh, he's probably a good bet for around 300 yards every year rushing. So you add that in. He's probably going to have a couple uh, rushing touchdowns. In fact, he's been very consistent. He's had six rushing touchdowns three straight years. So I'm going to say trust in his place, and his place is a QB2 and a super flex. And I think he's a pretty good one if you don't go big-time quarterback early on or if you go a one big one and then you wait for somebody who's capable. I think he's more than capable. So I'm going to say trust in his place. Yeah, and and, and could be the best QB2 of all and and a potential starter in, in, uh, in weeks. But yeah, the, the rushing possible. numbers are hard to ignore. Yeah, that's that's something you got to factor rushing in. touchdowns sure. especially. That's the yeah, thing to me. That's, it's so that's consistent. Six, six, six. You don't see that very often. Yeah, it is strange with Elliott there that that would be the case. But yeah, I mean, the numbers don't I lie. think that's what allows it. That's what allows it because everybody keys on Elliott. They're, they're able to roll him out to the other side, you know, and actually get him some separation there. He's able to run in. 
All right. Uh, report this morning saying that Austin Eckler and uh, Jackson are both going to split the carries this year. Uh, I, I think that we're it's a foregone conclusion at this point that Gordon's going to be out for a few weeks at least. So let's just judge it based on that. Uh, you fantasy football trust or bust Austin Eckler. Is he a starter in a fantasy league? Is he a RB1? He's not an RB1. Is he an RB2? Is he a flex? What, what, do, you, what do you think about him? Is Jackson factor in at all? I have him in one league. Just took a dart throw and say, well, if, if all things break right, maybe he does something. Uh, I'm going to say bust. And I'm going to say bust because I just I got a bad feeling about the way this Charger season starting to mount up. And they've had some bad luck and some disappointing. You know, they, they're a team that kind of has imploded on itself over the years without issues. <laughs> and I feel like now they're having some. And I think there's some real ones. Now, Austin Eckler, I think, can be useful as a flex play, especially in a deeper league. You take whatever stats you get and you hope for the best early on. But I don't trust him long term. I don't trust if Gordon should really decide, hey, you know what? I want to come back and everything's forgiven, whatever. That would make it. There's so many variables with Austin Eckler that make me not trust him. And who knows who's to say that he performs really, really well in this scenario for an extended period of time. Who's to say that Justin Jackson doesn't outperform him or maybe he becomes the hot hand kind of situation? I don't know, man. All I know is I have zero shares of Eckler. I have a couple cheap Justin Jack. And I mean cheap like towards the very end of drafts from early drafting when the Gordon news was going on. Where I just said, hey, take a dart throw on him. What if Eckler gets hurt? We'll see what happens. But I do not trust him at all. So it's a hard pass for me. Bust. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Kenny Galladay. We kind of go back up a little bit on ADP here with Galladay wide receiver on the Lions. Again, I, I remember vividly sitting in a hotel during a hurricane, drafting Kenny Galladay, scored the first week, thought, wow, I got one of the steals of the draft. But I was clearly a year too early on Galladay because he did virtually nothing the rest of the season. Last year was the breakout. So uh, fantasy football trust or bust closer to last year, closer to two years ago, somewhere in the middle. By the way, if it is somewhere in the middle of two years ago and last year, then he's a bust. So which one is it? Trust or bust for Galladay this year? It's trust. I think you have to have your expectations correct, though. Last year was over a thousand yards with five touchdowns. I don't know how high that touchdown number can get for him. I think it can get to eight, but double digit touchdowns, I don't think is is realistic for an expectation for him. Um, Last year, too, he had three games over 100 yards, just two in the 90s. So, um, yeah, this offense, I don't trust. I trust Kenny Galladay, and I think I see the same thing you do, which is, you see the 6'4", 215 wide receiver who's just a matchup nightmare, and you go, oh, this guy's going to be a stud. And it's really, can they utilize him properly? Is the game plan going to be right to get him what he needs? And can anybody else play? Can Hawkinson come out there and be a factor? Can Marvin Jones come back and be healthy and be a factor and help him out? Because right now he feels like a man on an island, and that gives me a little concern. I'm going to say trust. So are you in the trust category for Galladay as well? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I think that with Tate being traded last year, a lot of his numbers were piled on at the end of the year, and I think that's a positive. And Marvin Jones can't stay healthy. So uh, I would I would say that is a trust. The Lions don't have a tough schedule either. So based on where he's going, I, I would put him in that trust category. And I actually do wish I had a little bit more of him. I just really regret two years ago. I, I thought his rookie season two years ago, he was going to be a monster. Didn't turn out that way, that's for sure. After the first game, it was over. Um, okay, my final one here. I want to go to the tight end position here because I will tell you this. Chris Herndon, who played at the University of Miami, who plays per snap as hard as any player in the NFL at tight end, 
is in a great spot. As good as any player in the NFL uh, playing with a, a quarterback like Sam Darnold, who loves that over the middle. He suspended four games. So I would ask you this over the final 12 games that Herndon ends up playing in. He's not ranked anywhere in the first eight or 10 tight ends, but people are taking him and thinking they're going to be able to use him in the second half. I think there's a real chance that per game Herndon is a top five tight end at the end of the season. I cannot ignore the fact that he's suspended for four games. So I would say this at the end of the football season, will we look back and say we were supposed to trust Herndon for the 12 games he played or does he end up being a bust even as a draft pick at the end of a fantasy draft? I think he's a bust in season long, but I think at DFS, I think you can take some shots later in the year. And this is this is the beauty of DFS and this is the beauty of playing both is when you have a feeling like, yeah, you know what? This guy could be set up in the right matchups for some good days. And uh, if you're in a deeper league, okay, you're a 16-team league and maybe Herndon's a second tight end on your bench. Maybe you play some matchups. You have him in the bye week or whatever. It's fine. But I think you can utilize him in a couple of those DFS matchups where he's going to be super cheap and you take advantage of a, a matchup situation where they, let's say a bad linebacking core doesn't, doesn't cover uh, receivers very well. You can take a shot on Herndon that day. But to own him all year and to make an investment, especially after the suspension, I think was nuts. So for me, it's a bust in season long. Absolute bust. Yeah. I mean, uh, 12 games started last year, 56 targets, 39 catches, 500 yards. If you give him over a 16-game period of starting. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I feel some extrapolating happening. 20% uh-oh. more, that's 700 yards and six I know. touchdowns. Yeah. I know, extrapolation is a dangerous game, though. If no, it doesn't mean anything. anything. Yeah, no, you, if can't you, do, anything, you can't do that anywhere. That's You can't sure. do it anywhere, and you can't do it because what were the teams they played last year? How was that situation? Who was who was on that team last year and not on that team this year and vice versa? Le'Veon Bell wasn't on this team last year, so <laughs> you know he's going to get a lot more balls over the middle that – maybe those targets were ticketed for Herndon. That's the problem is you can't just extrapolation is the most dangerous fantasy game. And it's the biggest trap that people fall into. Cause it's what I like to call lazy fantasy and it's lazy fantasy. You look at partial season in a vacuum and go, Oh, pff, you take this and add this many games and boom, there you go. There's a full season. No, it does not work like that. I wish it did. It would be a lot easier, but it just doesn't happen. We'll take a quick time out. College football is next. Uh, actually, college football is coming up in 20 minutes from now. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to talk about getting a little crazy with some maybe potential fantasy news for next year and also take a look at tonight's game between the Bears and Packers. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Wait no more because NFL Day has arrived. Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups by using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projection, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. It's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back. Craig and Joe with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. Full-time fantasy coming your way at the top of the hour. That is 2 o'clock Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Adam Rona solo on those shows today and tomorrow. Uh, we'll also hit up John Lobb, talk some college football coming up. We'll find out who Chubba Hubbard is coming up in the next segment. I know that you're very excited to say that name several times. With 200 yards for Chubba Hubbard last week. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Whoever not that bad. May, Certainly whoever that may who be. Is. Whoever that may be. <laughs> okay, so so you know what? Uh, we're going to do some props here on FanDuel. And and you kind of treat this like Super Bowl prop weekend, I guess. We'll do it one time. We're not going to do this every Thursday, I assure you. Because we'll have college football on Thursday every week from now all the way through Thanksgiving. Uh, but I do want to ask you this, Joe. Now, look, we did hot takes earlier in the show. Do you think next year, Joe Pizzapia, mm-hmm. that we get to June and July and uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, crazy people start drafting at that time. Let's let's hypothetically say that McCaffrey 
and Barkley, just as an example, let's say they both end up having pretty good years. Okay. Maybe Barkley doesn't end up being the number one guy, but let's say next year, you know, he's the number two guy, the number three. Look at David Johnson, number one, then he goes to two. Let's say McCaffrey more or less does what he does last, what he did last year. And even McCaffrey maybe slides. Let's go a little bit under the projection. He's the seventh overall pick as opposed to the second. You think that we're headed down a road where these guys are holding out next year? Like every year, we're going to have a running back holdout. Um, last year, of course, it was Bell. This year was Zeke. And then it was uh, Gordon. We're going to have McCaffrey coming up on his contract pretty soon, Joe. And I know that Barkley, this is only a second year, so that could be a little bit far-fetched. But who is to say that we don't go through this every single year? And I would ask you this. Do you have any other potential guys that, that you could start thinking about? I would hate for us to be dominated. I mean, the, the uh, a work stoppage would be the worst. That would be the worst <laughs> for fantasy. Right. But beyond that, the other part of how the fantasy football game may be changed is you could say that Le'Veon Bell did end up getting his way. Ezekiel Elliott ended up getting his way. Will Melvin Gordon end up getting his way? If they do, then these guys are going to hold out even more. And I'm and I have to say that that's a, a topic that we need to get to probably before next year. I think that part of the reason why the Chargers feel pressure is for somebody not to get their way. And if you're going to give Ezekiel Elliott his way, that's one thing. He's arguably the best back in football. If you're going to give Le'Veon Bell his way, that's fine. Arguably the best back in football. I don't think Melvin Gordon's in that conversation. So I think there's a lot of pressure from the other owners, from the NFL collectively, to say, hey, enough is enough. You know, if somebody wants to cave, all right, you, that's your franchise guy. That's your franchise guy. You want to pay him. You don't want to pay him. However, that works out. I wrote a little op-ed about this last year, and it basically all came to fruition this year. I wrote a little piece called After the Bell, and uh, I should kind of, you know, re-put it out there because basically this was, and I wrote it right at week one. I said, if this holdout continues and actually he goes through it the whole year, it's going to change the next couple of years up until 2021. It's going to change what happens because up until that next CBA, this is going to become the norm. And I didn't want mm-hmm. that to be true, but it looks like it's becoming true and it feels like it's becoming true. And I didn't think we'd get Elliot and Gordon this year. We got both of them. So your question is, what about McCaffrey? What about Barkley? What about Kamara? Yes, yes, and Yes. I think all these guys, the way things are structured, the way money's structured right now, they're going to do everything they can to get paid, and they should, because their window is short, their life expectancy in this game is potentially shorter than most positions, and they're in a structure where the draft doesn't value the position the same as it used to. So therefore, the way the game has changed and evolved, they have all the risk and none of the upside, so why not get as much guaranteed money, and why step foot on that field until you get as much guaranteed money as you can? So unfortunately, yeah, Craig, I think this is going to be the new normal until 2021 and you know this is another one of those i think with the nfl just kind of getting back on its feet a work stoppage would be a horrendous mistake for them i think you might get a lockout for a couple weeks but i think that's all just posturing like we've seen before and they will come back and they will be playing week one and nobody cares about preseason anyway but yeah i mean what do you think about this path that they're going down i say yes yeah I, i i think there's a chance of it and mccaffrey maybe in a little bit of a different situation i mean from a monetary point of view he'd be worth as much as any running back in the nfl From a personal point of view, he obviously comes from a family where Ed McCaffrey played a long time in the NFL. I would assume financially that he's okay. And then, uh, you know, should that even be a factor in this? Probably not. But maybe it is. I mean, maybe he looks at it and says, uh, you know, uh, it's it's more about playing than it is about the money. I don't know. It's always about the money. That's a stupid statement by me. Well, yeah. Well, Um, especially when MVP is 90 percent of the time quarterbacks, no matter how good of a running back, you know, there's no extra like where's the bonus at that position? You know what I mean? Like, where's the, you know, the video games and the no, this and that? Yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. To and Maca- so McCaffrey's first year, he made 465 grand 2017. Last year, he made 1.2 million. This year, he'll make two. 
2020, he'll make 2.8 he's projected to make, and then he'll have two more years before he's a free agent. I would think that if he has another good year at his 24-year-old age, that there's no way, Joe, that Carolina can go into 2020 without giving him a new deal. I, I just, and the, I, the money you're talking about, that's like middle reliever money on a yeah, bad there's no baseball way. team. There's no way. If and, he has, and it's a shame. Christian McCaffrey is a huge, important piece of the success of that franchise. He's not getting paid like it. And it's tough. I know it's a quarterback game. I get it's a quarterback league. I get that. But at the same time, there's just so much greed and not enough guaranteed money. And the NFL better be careful because it's going to be their undoing. The, what once upon a time was that Gene Upshaw relationship right. with, uh, you know, with Tagliabue. And they were, it was just very congenial and they just gave up. They gave up way too much over those years. And now they're trying to fight to get it back. And the NFL would be horrendously stupid. They have such a hold of the market share. Everybody, nobody wants to see the work stoppage. Everybody loves the NFL. It's just, it would be so detrimental for them to i mean just take a look back at baseball <laughs> you know they've never fully recovered from that work stoppage that they had it yeah. would be terrible to do to the yeah. game and to everybody the, so. the, i mean the guy that of all of them I, I last night i was looking at it kind of who was furthest away i think mccaffrey would be most deserving of a new contract obviously barkley's still so far away from free agency it's a little bit different but uh the bengals yeah i mean the bengals will have to extend joe mixon after the year like he he um He's made 400 grand in 2017, 700 grand in 2018. This year, he'll make under a million. Next year, he makes 1.2. And then, Joe, he's a free agent in 2021. Well, and, do you think you're going to see a trend now where, guy, where teams start to take the risk and extend these guys a little bit? You know, I don't, I don't know. One where, it doesn't you know, appear that way. It doesn't, <laughs> they're letting these guys go right to hold out. Well, but, but if I no put it this way, when we're, then, when we're doing the show next year and we flip to football, as you guys know, I will not flip to football until August. But when we flip to football in August, I believe Joe Mixon will hold out. I don't think that he will report without a new contract. If he has a good year this year, I, there's no possible way. He will not go into the final year of his contract with nothing. And, and I think he won't play. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're 100% that's, right. That's the one guy to circle right now that's going in the first two, first two rounds of a uh, fantasy draft. Look, I mean, Dalvin Cook is in the conversation, but he's been hurt. Well, I already told you, if they're smart, they move. if Dalvin Cook has a good year, you shop and you see what you can get for Dalvin Cook. Because yeah, they could. I don't know if you believe in it. You know, I don't think that's a guy you who deserves to have that holdout. You you can't be hurt for a couple of years, have one great season, and then be hold it like that. To me, no, 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 bro, no. no he doesn't fall in that conversation. Mixon yeah. is the guy. Mixon, but again, uh, again, also Joe on a bad team, franchise type player, youngest player on the team with talent. If if they don't do it during the season or right after the season. You 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 do a best ball draft in June? No way. There's just no way. McCaffrey I think will get extended. That will be that's my prediction. You would well, think. It, I would think also because I think having his father having played in the league and been a professional there, that he'll sit down talking to him and say, "Hey, look, you know, if they give you a fair offer and, and you like it and you like the situation, you like the coach, and everything's working out here for you as a professional, go out there, go get your extension, work on it, and then come to some kind of agreement where you're getting paid properly." But I think it's going to be very tough for Christian McCaffrey to ask for Ezekiel Elliott money, no matter what his numbers are, because his body isn't the same. It's just not. So I think that's always going to be a problem for McCaffrey. McCaffrey is the most likely to get extended, but I agree. Mixon's the most likely to hold out. Yeah, I, I would be very careful if I was in a dynasty league of any kind and and I could and I was out of it in the fantasy playoffs. If I started one and three or one and four, that's the first guy that I would shop. Not because I think he's bad, because, again, that was the one guy in the first 24 picks that I saw that I said, wait a second, this guy's not going into his last year without a new deal, only making a million dollars with that load that this kid is going to have to carry, how bad that team is. Hmm. All right, uh, real quick tonight, let's uh, go over some props tonight. FanDuel, let's do the, uh, let's start with the over-unders tonight, Joe. 
Uh, Mitch Trubisky over under 235 yards passing against the Packers. That's the number on FanDuel tonight. That's a good number, too. It's right around. They're all good I'm numbers. Good. No, I know. But no, not all. Sometimes yes, they're not. All. No, they're Sometimes all good. They're not. No, no, they're all good. Joe, they're all, they're all good. They're all good. They're all good. They're, they're the all good. If, Joe, uh, if, if they're if they're bad, uh, then they don't right. build they don't build hotels in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> the numbers in Vegas are always good. Uh, I'm going to say under because I think the game plan is going to pretend a little bit more towards the uh, towards the rushing end of things. Uh, so I'm sorry, you said what under? I'm going to take the under on the 235. Under I'm, 235. I'm looking for them to run the football a ton. Okay, I'll agree with that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers over under 264 and a half. I'm going to say under. Uh, I know that might be unpopular, but I think it's going to be in the 250 range or under. I think I, I, I do think that it would be wise for them to find a little bit more balance to that attack. And they struggled on the road last year. And I think part of the struggles on the road last year, especially early in the year, was that refusal to run the football or inability, however you want to put it. And I think as Jones came around, they played a little bit better, a little bit more competitive on the road. So I'm going to say uh, under for this one as well. So do you like the under tonight, too, as well in the game? 46 uh, points. Um. Yes, I do. I actually like the under in the game as well. Okay. So, so Bears I'm... under and under both of those passing props. Okay. I like the under as well. Good um, defense in that Chicago side, man. They, you, you would think, but but it, you know, looking back historically, as we did that research over the last fifteen years, it's scary. That is a lot of overs <laughs> in, in those. There Thursday is, games. but it's also. I mean, how often did you see a defense as good as the Bears on that list? You see a lot of Patriots. Why, some Steelers people say the Bears aren't as good defensively. I don't know. I guess I'll. I guess I didn't dive in <laughs> really? hard enough on that. I don't know. Uh, well. uh, let, let, let's real quick uh, before we get to exit velocity, give me the first touchdown score of the game. Just a wild dart throw here. Uh, Adams seven to one. Montgomery seven to one. Aaron Jones, nine and a half to one. Cohen, 10 to one. Robinson, 11 to one. Valdez Scantling, 18 to one. Allison, 19 to one. Miller, 16 to one. <laughs> give me the uh, David Montgomery, two yard. Seven run. to one. Yeah, he's a favorite. So, yeah, yeah. Give, take, yeah. Take Sometimes the a favorite's the right answer. Give me the give me the young man pushing that through the goal line there. That's what I want. Two All yard. Right. Uh, take touchdown. I'll take Valdez Scantling, 18 to one. Throw a dollar on that. that he's got the toughest matchup tonight. Okay. Well, I don't care. Yeah. 18 to one. Okay. Dollar. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to take a quick timeout. Exit velocity is next. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. 
If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Game Time Decisions. A lot of these old dudes don't seem to understand the concept that when I'm talking and I have a headset on, that I'm on the air. So a lot of people, they talk to me while I'm talking. Like, they'll come over yeah, now, sure. but then they get mad. And then, like, I hear them smack talking to me. Yeah, yeah, that guy is a jerk. He ignores us. I had a guy in the middle of a segment. He's, like, waving his hands at me like it's a panic. I look over and he's like, do you know what time it is? I'm like, no. And he's like, it's on your computer. Why don't you just tell me? And I'm like, off. And then the guy, like, starts stalking me. He's hanging around all day, giving me dirty looks. It's a mental institution here. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports. Today, the college football season got off to a strong start last weekend. Monster upsets, by the way, too, including Tennessee going down. None of us thought that would happen, that's for sure. But the Gridiron Scholar is with us, John Lobb, to break down some DFS, break down some games as well. John, thanks for coming on again with Joe and I. Good afternoon. And uh, I guess we get to just enjoy NFL tonight. College decided, hey, you know what? Let's not try and get in the NFL's way tonight. We'll have some college tomorrow. But how are you? I'm doing great. And it was a wonderful three days of college football. So, yeah, tonight is the NFL. And then we get back-to-back days of college football. All right. So so before we move on to the uh, the slate in college, Let's go back to last week, and I know that there's been more significant injuries to the quarterback position, John, than I've ever seen out of the first week in college. USC lost their quarterback for the season. South Carolina lost their quarterback for the season. Uh, Stanford's quarterback's very iffy as as we do the show right now uh, for this week as well. So people really have to pay attention to DFS like no other. I don't ever recall two prominent uh, programs losing their quarterback in week one like this. Yeah, I don't remember offhand. And, you know, I've been watching college football for nearly 40 years now. So to see those big-time players go down, and not necessarily great quarterbacks, but definitely leaders of the offense. And right now I would be looking at the running back of USC and South Carolina, because I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball early in the season very well. Uh, John, I know there's been a lot of hype coming into this year about the Army squad. Last year, they almost had that upset of Oklahoma. This year, they have expectations. And look, first week out of the gate, they had the late touchdown, just kind of escaped that game with Rice. So my question to you is, this one against Michigan, we know Michigan's in a different class. Maybe Army was buying their own hype a little bit. Maybe just maybe this is exactly what they needed week one to kind of wake up. 
Is there any chance they can really beat Michigan or be competitive in this game? Or is this kind of a fallacy where a team gets overhyped in the offseason and then kind of gets checked? Because I know the rest of the year, schedule-wise, is pretty favorable for the uh, for the Army squad. What's your take on this Army-Michigan game coming up this weekend? So I do like Army, but I think they're going into a very bad situation this week. Michigan's going to be very tough because Michigan's defense on the front seven, they should be able to handle the triple option offense. And I like the Army quarterback, Kelvin Hopkins Jr. He's a very good um, triple option threat and a better than average thrower of the football for Army. But I don't see them being able to win here. The only advantage that they have is Michigan also runs a very Neanderthal-like offense. So the Army might be able to stay in this football game like 21 to 10. But I think Michigan wins this. And what's the final score you got one for that, John? I do. I think it'll be like 21 to 10. 21 to 10. Uh, Okay, Uh, let's do a little one up, one down. And I'm going to say who's up, but I want you to comment on this, John, and tell me a little bit more. Never heard the name in my life. Chubba Hubbard, John. (laughs) What's the deal here, John? 200 yards rushing? Is this going to continue? I think it's Ben and Jerry's flavor, Craig. (laughs) Um, What an amazing outing. Now, it was especially surprising because Oklahoma State, we know they're going to throw the football with Coach Mike Gundy. They end up with a, a freshman taken over, redshirt freshman and quarterback. So they obviously rely on Hubbard. Now, I like them going in. I think I had them in my top 15 running backs. I did not expect them to put up a 200 spot. But remember that Oregon State is terrible on defense. But I think this young man has the potential to have over 1,500 yards rushing. He's going to get a lot of touches for the Cowboys, many more than we thought. And he's a legitimate NFL prospect at this point. I saw him last year, and I watched him in detail the other night. He's a, he can be a real special back. All right, we all know that Clemson is still the class, right? That's, that's still where it's Clemson's Alabama. Those teams are it. But Texas A&M has an opportunity. This weekend. And I want to ask you, I know the Aggies played them real close last year and and it was almost an upset. And I think maybe again, kind of like I said, sometimes teams get checked a little bit and hey, the hype wagon, let's wake up boys and realize if you want to be the best, you've got to pretend and go out there like you are the best every week and roll people. What would happen if Texas A&M actually upset Clemson this week? How does that change the landscape of that top 10? Oh, I mean, I would think Clemson would drop down to like number seven or eight in the rankings. And it would real it would really make Kellen Mond the quarterback of the Aggies. He would actually, you know, jump up everyone's radar and really become the focal point of the SEC, possibly. I mean, I think the Aggies are going to stay in this game, but I just don't think their defense, I don't think anyone's really going to be able to slow down that Clemson offense right now. The question to me is, can the Aggies run the football against Clemson? And their only hope to me is they've got to control the clock. They need to get um, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne on the sideline. If somehow they can have the clock for over 32 minutes in this game, they have a chance. But if Clemson goes out there and has the clock for 33 minutes or more, the Aggies are out of it. Mm. Good call. Uh, John Lobb is with us, the gridiron scholar, for those of you who are playing uh, some college DFS. All right, so uh, let's let's get right down to it, John, this week. Before we get to some picks, 
Who are the ones that over at Fantrax that you're recommending this week? And by the way, check them out over at Fantrax. All the rankings are there each and every week. Give us the players that you have in your lineups this week, John. So my number one um, quarterback that I like off the waiver wire is Oregon State quarterback Joe Luton. He is going to Hawaii, and that is a 78-and-a-half point over under. Now, he's a senior quarterback, and they have Isaiah Hopkins, who is a legitimate prospect at the wide receiver position for the Beavers. There's no doubt the Rainbows are going to score, which is going to force the Beavers to put the ball up in the fourth quarter. He's only available as of yesterday on or he's available only on 4% of fantasy teams. So I like the Oregon State quarterback a ton this week if you need a quarterback. At the um, running back position, Charles Williams of the University of Las Vegas. Look, he had a very good freshman year, but then he's been injured, and they had Lexington Thomas rose to the occasion. So he was the workhorse for the Rebels. But last week, Charles Williams showed us with over 140 yards how good he can be. And they're playing in the Mountain West Conference, so there's always opportunities for high-scoring games. So I like Charles Williams of the Running Rebels at UNLV. Pick him up also. And then at the wide receiver position, I like Sage Surratt of Wake Forest. We saw how good Jamie um, Newman was, the Demon Deacons quarterback. His star wide receiver had seven catches for over 150 yards and a touchdown. Wake Forest is going to be able to throw the football with Newman. Sage Surratt was still available on over 55% of the teams. Go get him. The Demon Deacons are going to score a lot. There you go. Yeah, uh, Craig, I'm very lucky because I have good friends like Scott Bogman and John Lobb who all day Saturday message me all kinds of college football stuff. Turn to this channel. Watch this. Do this. This is what's going on. And I, and I was so grateful. Let me tell you, it was great. It was like having um. It was almost like having a smart television kind of thing. It's like, you know, like, thing. hey, it was like Red Zone for college football. Red Zone texting. My phone. Yeah. Red Zone texting. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And I just want you to know, John, I expect more this weekend from you and Scott. I told Scott last night we were recording Black Book, and you guys do such a great job there on the CFF show, uh, that podcast over on Fantrax. You guys just crush it over there. But I know sometimes we're, you know, for all the analysis and all the work you guys do, something still surprise you. So, after week one, I know you don't want to read too much into the things you see in week one. What did you see week one that surprised you both positively and negatively, whether it be a player, whether it be a team? I know there were a couple upsets, but really in terms of what your look was going into the season, what two things on the good end and the bad end were surprising for you? The number one was Boise State. They were down 31-13 to 13 in the yeah. Florida heat. I cannot believe that the Seminoles let this game go and lost. I mean, they have a freshman quarterback, Hank Backmeyer, who is a classic drop-back pocket passer. And for this young man to lead a comeback victory in the Florida Sun, he ends up establishing a school record with 407 yards passing in his debut for the Broncos, and he, he threw a touchdown. Wow, Boise State is going to be even better than I thought because they had a lot of turnover. But this young man was so impressive. So Hank Backmeyer and the Broncos offense is my one up. And one down, Craig alluded to it. Wow, Tennessee losing to Georgia State, 38-30. Yeah. to 30. I don't think people even know how bad this was. 
ESPN said this was the fourth greatest upset in the history of college football. And immediately as I saw the final score, it brought back memories of when Appalachian State upset Michigan, which is the number one upset of all time. But I'm blown away. Georgia State, to give you an idea, they won only two games last year. One was against Kennesaw State. That is an FCS program, and they beat the U- University of Louisiana Monroe. So they had two wins, and they went into Tennessee and beat the Volunteers. Tennessee, come on. They are down. Yeah, that's a way down. This reminded me of when Appalachian State beat Michigan, John. Like that was, It does. It does, yeah. Meanwhile, Appalachian State like took off since then. It was like the biggest win in their the history of the school, and they – and maybe this will happen for Georgia State also. It's certainly possible. All right, John, uh, before we wrap it up, let's let's get a couple of uh, of your picks for the weekend. I know the big game is obviously uh, Saturday night, LSU in Texas, and um, you know Stanford-USC. I, I don't know what's going to happen in that one. Two backup quarterbacks probably playing in that game. Uh, any game you're focusing in on against the spread, who you like, give us, a, give us a little tidbit here. Sure, I'm going to give you one favorite and one dog. My favorite that I like is Missouri at home, minus 13 and a half versus West Virginia. I don't like to give 14 or 14 and a half, but as long as it stays under that 14, I love the Tigers in this beatdown against the Mountaineers. West Virginia barely beat James Madison, an FCS program. They lost their coach from last year. They lost their quarterback and all of their wide receivers. They played terrible. Now, the Tigers went on the road against Wyoming. And they were upset 37-31. to 31. But I think they come home here and they're going to have a beatdown against West Virginia. Just don't give up over two touchdowns. As long as it's 13 and a half, I love the Tigers here. And you mentioned the other game that I'm so excited to watch. But I like home underdogs. I'm taking Texas for mm. LSU. This okay. is the big, the big game of the year. Now, this is six and a half. I would love to get seven at home. I'm a big Sam Elgin fan. I do believe that this is going to be a little bit more of a shootout than people expect. LSU is having a spread offense, and they threw the football a lot. Joe Burrow, I believe he had five touchdowns um, in the opening weekend, and Sam, Sam Ellinger is great. When I think it's going to go over, I'll take the six-and-a-half points at home by the Longhorns against the Tigers. All right, interesting, uh, interesting game there for sure. And uh, Texas beat down Louisiana Tech way better than I thought they ever would have last week. I will pass along this quick note here, John. Tom Herman in underdog games over the last two years, nine and one in terms of, of the under of the under coming in. Oh, I see what you say. Okay, yeah. got this. Not so the under. Is, you you, you almost me. rendered John speechless. That's a tough <laughs> thing to do. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, balls to me. <laughs> All right, uh, John. Thanks again for coming on, man. Have a great weekend. You too, gentlemen. Have a great one. Talk All to you right. Saturday. Uh, John Lobb. He's there. Texting will begin on Saturday. We'll take a quick time out. More fantasy sports today and some exit velocity on deck.
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andropointer and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia as we get ready to send you off. And hopefully you guys enjoy the full-time fantasy show and the game tonight. Just a quick note also, Tyler Higby uh, has been extended four-year contract through 2023. Another uh, addition to the Rams offense. They're just giving away money these days. We've got to go work for the Rams, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's end this thing with a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit Velocity. Nice Velocity. Okay, on my exit velocity for today, it's going to be very important for me because it is the first game in the NFL season. 
And everyone is going to be overreacting to what they see tonight in the biggest way of any game in the NFL season. That is tonight. It's the only sample we will have. Uh, there are no games until Sunday in the NFL after tonight. So I would say this. Uh, temper all of your expectations for everything. Be careful. Don't overreact to what you see. If you're a Sports Talk radio host and you're doing what we're doing, yeah, do it because that's what we do. But if you're playing the game of fantasy from a financial point of view or not just for fun, keep in mind it is just one game. Enjoy it. I hope that you guys have a great time watching it, and we will be right back here tomorrow to talk about it. Thanks again to John Lobb for coming on the show, and thanks to my producer, Sean Guastamacchia, once again. On tomorrow's program, Jamie Eisenberg and Brad Ziegler will be on. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. Full-time Fantasy is next, and we will talk to you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.